0: This is VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shah on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network.
3: It is VSIN Big Bets. Happy to be with you the day before Thanksgiving. I'm Jeff Parles in for Dave Ross. Amal Shah alongside. Kelly Bidlin is here as well. All right, let's dive in here, Amal, quickly before they get going in Qatar. Another monumental upset, not quite what we saw yesterday with Saudi Arabia upsetting Argentina. Right. Japan comes from a goal down, upsets Germany to win 2-1. The other matchup in that group, Spain, annihilated Costa Rica 7-0. But right now, another, uh, another underdog that seems to be popular, and that is Canada. Against Belgium today.
4: Yeah, I'm a little bit surprised by this. Look, they've got a little bit of talent, some solid talent here, but not quite at the level of the Belgians. And this will be an interesting match to see. Uh, this should be fun and competitive. Uh, but I still think at the end, uh, Belgium prevails in this one.
3: Belgium, uh, of course, semi uh, semifinalist of the 2018 World Cup, came up short in the semifinals against the eventual champions, France. Canada has not been there since 1986. They're still looking for the first-ever World Cup victory as well, Amal.
4: Yeah, absolutely. We're 86 in Mexico. And, um, you know, this is a team that we'll see how they challenge. But I, I just don't know if they've got the talent defensively to be able to hold off uh, this team, or, excuse me, offensively to be able to put themselves in a position to create enough chances. Whereas I think Belgium with De Bruyne in the midfield will create a number of opportunities. Belgium, uh, again, concern aging a little bit, despite
3: yeah. very talented for the Belgians.
4: No question about it. You know, the golden generation for them was considered 2018. You mentioned they got to the semifinal. They lost to France 1 0. Uh, that felt like a missed opportunity because you had Croatia waiting on the other side, and no disrespect to them, but you felt that if they got through there, they'd have a chance to win the world championship for the first time ever. Now, in a, what, look, England's looked great. France has looked great. Spain has looked great. Uh, I know they played some weaker opponents, so we're not going to sit there and uh, get ready to crown any of these teams, but it feels like this is going to be an interesting, fun, open tournament. We haven't seen the Brazilians, the favorites yet, Jeff, Uh, but there's several teams that you can consider to be able to win this thing. Group F action,
3: this Belgium-Canada matchup. The other Group F game, nothing happened. (laughs) A
5: nil-nil draw
3: early in the morning, regardless of where you are in the United States. Croatia, the defending runner-ups. Nil-nil draw against Morocco, probably. what Would you say Morocco's the be- the second-best African side in this World Cup with uh, Senegal, Senegal yeah. being the best one of them all? Yeah, I
4: would agree with you there.
3: So uh, there you go, uh, plus 220 on that draw earlier in the day. Japan, I saw as high as 7-1 to one in the market to win on the three-way line. They did do that against Germany and then Spain, uh, destroying the total by themselves as a minus 600 favorite seven nil against Costa Rica
4: yeah and to your point about the Japanese the in game they were probably plus you know 15 17 18 to the one least. yeah I, absolutely right as the game progressed they didn't score until late in that match so give them a ton of credit for coming through that one wasn't easy but they get the job done the Germans now in big trouble to even
3: make it out of the group. Yeah. I am a fan of that because of my five to one. Don't make I, it that's, out. Of the I gotta group, tell you, that's I one of it, the best
4: bets I've seen so far in this whole tournament. So far, so good. If uh, Spain handles their business against the Germans, the Germans would be out. Well, you know what? Even if they wind up with a draw that puts a ton of pressure on them in the final game, even though it's against Costa Rica, still, you look at right now, Spain's going to have the goal differential in that group. And then Japan's already ahead of them in terms of goal differential. So, Real challenge on their hands here. Huge problem for Germany, of course. Last year,
3: last World Cup, flaming out in a group stage. Uh, that that famous or infamous loss to South Korea, depending on how you uh, look at it. Uh, South Korea, of course, winning that one two nil and eliminating at that time the defending champions. They're still resting on their laurels from
4: that demolition.
3: Uh, demolition oh, the, the, of twenty fourteen of Brazil. The all time. time
4: embarrassment for Brazil. I, Jeff, <laughs> I have to tell you. There have probably not been five games in sports. I, I remember the 93 finals between the Suns and Bulls game six, Ohio State, uh, Michigan, 06, or um, in 06, and then probably Ohio State, Miami for me. But that Brazil, Germany game was probably the most excited I've been for a game in a decade. And I just remember my dad called me because I was traveling, and he's like, Yo, this thing's over. I go, What are you, what are you talking about? He's like, It's like 3-0, it's 4-0, 3 it's it's 4-0, 0, 4 0. It's 4 0. Yeah, I'm like,
3: Well, uh, I, I'll always remember that because I was watching the game. I was, I was, uh, that was 2014. I was still in college. Yeah. Uh, I was at home during the summer. I was watching the game upstairs in an upstairs area of our house. Uh, and I kept basically, oh, Germany scored. Germany scored again, just yelling down, down downstairs. It was crazy. Uh, but nil nil so far, Canada, Belgium. We'll keep you up to date if anything interesting happens uh, there at Group F action. All right. It's bench your quarterback day in the National Football League of Well, who else besides Zach? Uh, Well, we'll get to them in a a second. A team that's pretty irrelevant benching their quarterback uh, as well. But we'll start with the big one where we got the press conference on Monday that things are up in the air. And today made official, Mike White will start for the Jets. Zach Wilson to the bench off of a 77-yard performance against New England. And it wasn't even that Good with <laughs> the way yeah, right. looked, uh, but the Jets and and this is your telltale sign, absolutely no change in the number on the Jets and my and and the Chicago Bears it does look like Justin Fields is going to return to practice later today, according to Matt
4: Eberflus. The Jets are still four and a half point favorites. Them all uh, thirty nine year low total for this one. I, you know what? I lean towards uh, the Jets in this game. Don't have an opinion on the total. I look at the Bears potentially struggling to score against this Jets defense, uh, but the one concern I have is with Mike White, do they have a little bit of an explosive, uh, explosion on offense for New York? If they do, they've got an opportunity to really put up some points because that Bears defense has been bad. The other thing uh, to me, Jeff, I still I'm just mad about Sunday because – the Jets have played really well, and they deserve their standing within that AFC East. And to not make a quarterback change in that fourth quarter, I thought was absolutely criminal, boys. Uh, Salah. Well, now in
3: retrospect, now that you're sitting, you're sitting, Wilson. Yeah. In look, you're the change has been made. You're going from now. All right, the Jets are better than we thought they were going to be going into the year. They're in the thick of the AFC Correct. playoff. Right. You're now going to try to make the playoffs, and right. you should. With the way that your defense has played this year, I think it's the right move. I'm actually a little bit surprised that the Jets didn't take action today with <laughs> so Zach Wilson going to the bench, I'm all So am I. And,
4: you know, my thing is you missed out on a game that gave you an opportunity to be able to win the division, to be able to compete in terms of getting the wild card. Now you've lost both games to the Patriots. You've still got to go to Buffalo. You've got a return trip to Miami. They do have victories over those two teams, but Jeff, to me, they should have been looking at a scenario where they'd gotten three wins at least, and then with two more games with an opportunity instead, instead sitting at two and two in the division. We've seen Buffalo have a couple of hiccups right they've lost to the dolphins and to the jets already so real missed opportunity i will say this i don't think buffalo is going to fall i think buffalo wins this division because the schedule is much more manageable for them miami's got a brutal december coming up
3: miami has a difficult schedule the uh, the bills tomorrow of course thanksgiving at detroit big favorites almost double digits nine and a half point favorites right now on the bills and you see the rest of their schedule two against new england Home games against the Jets and the Dolphins. They already played the two road games, even though they lost them both. And then, uh, of course, the only other games out there, road games at Chicago on a Monday night, Week 17 in Cincinnati. All right, Amal, the other bench quarterback, Davis Mills to the bench for the Houston Texans. Kyle Allen will get the start for Houston. Uh, this did move a half point from 13 to 13 and a half to total, Miami. Big favorites at home against Houston. No shock there. Doesn't change anything, I think, about Houston. Doesn't change anything, I think, about this game. You're kind of really no point for the Texans in doing this. You already know Kyle Allen can't play at an NFL level. You're 90%, 90 to 95% certain Davis Mills can't either, but don't you just keep Davis Mills in there and let him take,
4: take his lumps? And if you don't think he can play, you cut bait at the end of the year? Jeff, you just took the words out of my mouth. I, I don't understand. Allen, we know, is not going to be your starting quarterback. So why not take a look at what Davis can do, uh, Mills? If he's not the guy, let him at least play the entirety of the season and then make a concrete decision. Now, unless you've already given up on him completely, then fine. But to me, you, you should put yourself in a position where you're looking at potentially getting the first, uh, first pick.
6: I, that's the only. That's the only thing that makes sense to me. Of all, is if they've already given up on the guy. Otherwise, the timing's bizarre, right? Why would you do this now? I mean, you're one eight and one. Like, like, well, we're off to a slow start. Let's make a change now. It's like, no, season's almost
3: over. We get a goal.
4: We have have a a penalty. We have a
3: penalty kick coming for the underdog
4: Canadians. A, A VAR aided handball. I think VAR actually got it right. Hey, I'm still irating that England Germany game back. I think it was 02 or 06, where Frank Lampard tied it up, at which should have been two apiece, and they didn't call it a goal, and it was past the line. If we had VAR back then, it's in. That was uh, wasn't that wasn't it tw- wasn't it the Germans World Cup year? I think so. Yeah, the that so uh, was 14. Was it 14? No, yeah. no, no. Or excuse la- me. No, no, uh, it was before that. Was it before L- that? Because okay. Lampard, yeah, Lampard. This is probably. Maybe 2010, maybe 2006. I don't know. Listen, Jeff, you're younger than me. After a while, all the World Cups (laughs) run together. I'm considering Mexico City to Brazil all the same thing at this point in time.
3: Oh, we'll keep you updated. Uh,
4: Canada looking to strike first. The Maple Leaf, if we hear the roar, we're going to know it came from our neighbors to the north. There's there's always a lot of Canadians in town. So, I mean, I'm just waiting on this one. Trying to
6: see how how far off sync we are.
4: Well, Uh, I I just tell you right now, the referee's waiting for his family to get in front of the television. I mean, what is going on here? Can we take the kick? Uh, I mean, this is unbelievable. So, uh, Courtois, of course, in net still after
3: all these years for Belgium as uh, Canada. I'm assuming that's Davies who's taking the kick, correct? Yeah. Davies taking the kick for the Canadians again, looking for a lead and it's stopped. And oh, no. Nope. What a big time play <laughs> by the veteran Courtois and a big time blown opportunity for the Canadians here,
4: O'Malley. You know, for people that haven't played soccer, I'm not going to sit there and suggest or imply that a, a penalty kick is as easy as a free throw. But in terms of the execution, that's how you feel it should be. Um, and really, just a missed, missed opportunity here. Uh, Thibaut Courtois with the great save dives to his right. Guess right. Yep, absolutely. Uh,
6: I got a question on the rebound like that. It's a live
3: play. Live play as soon as it comes back in play. No, I know,
6: but shouldn't there be like a designated guy that you have go get that? It looked like Davies and the other guy almost got in each other's way.
3: No, 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 because you don't know where the ball is going to go. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Big, big, big play in this match and potentially a big play and a potential run for Belgium in this World Cup. Less than 10 minutes in to match day one for both Canada and Belgium, still nil, nil after the cotois, Save. We're going to tomorrow. Thanksgiving preview. The trio of games in the NFL next.
7: Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. VSIN's Big
4: Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network.
3: You don't have to wait until Turkey Day to score a Black Friday deal with us here at VSIN. New VSIN Pro Annual subscribers get a $30 credit to the VEASAN store. With VEASAN Pro Access, you get a daily recap of the top plays made by VEASAN show hosts and guests, tools like our betting splits that let you see where the money and bets are moving for every game, deep daily dives, betting reports, plus our upcoming college bowl and Super Bowl betting guides. The VEASAN store, a great place to shop for VEASAN gear, including hats, shirts, mugs, and plenty more. Hurry, this is a limited-time Black Friday offer, so sign up now for the perfect sports betting holiday gift. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Happy to be with you. VEASAN Big Bets. I'm Jeff Parles. I'm all Shaw alongside Kelly Bidlin is here as well. Nearly a second penalty for Canada. Belgium bailed out on a, a funky-looking play that led to a Canadian offside. Them all.
4: Yeah, absolutely right. Look, if it wasn't an offside, it would have been a clear penalty and a missed opportunity. And I'll tell you what: so far, Jeff, in the first fifteen minutes, the Canadians look like the far superior team. Yes, a hundred percent.
3: So far, again, a, uh, a missed penalty by Alphonse Davies. Uh, Coteau doing his thing in net for Belgium. Feels like Coteau's been been there for for thirty years at this point. But I know. Uh, this is only his third World Cup cycle here for Belgium.
4: Let me tell you something. He's lucky to be on the team. If it weren't for Kevin De Bruyne, he'd be off the team. Right.
7: Yeah. And
4: for people that don't know what I'm talking about, he was having an affair with De Bruyne's fiance or girlfriend, and De Bruyne said, listen, we need him to be able to win, and he kept him on the team. Are you serious? Yes. Well, you think I'm just making that stuff they, up they, on they, the wow. fly?
3: Yeah. Kevin <laughs> DeBruyde.
4: Uh, uh, a man of, man of the year? people. A man of the people. Sportsman of the year yeah, right exactly. there. Hey, Kelly, there are a
3: lot of weird, like, European soccer stories oh, like tons. That. <laughs> tons. Yeah. That if it happened in the, in the U.S. professional sports, you'd never hear the end of it for the, <laughs> until he had a time. Yeah. You no, know, they, they
4: trade you. Jason Richardson. Right, exactly. Lock, lock, was yeah. it Lockett or who was the guy in Seattle? Get traded. Yeah. Not not Lockett. Who was the other guy? He went to Detroit. Oh, and, and uh, the Golden, Giants. Golden, Golden Tate? Tate. Yeah. Golden
3: Tate.
6: Golden yeah.
4: Tate. Uh, donut shops beware.
3: Uh, but uh, nil nil uh, for the uh, for the Canadians and the Belgians. will keep you acclaimed right now, <laughs> Kelly. What do you got? What do you got right now? Uh, live lines in this in this game. Uh, what I got is Google and Kevin De Bruyne stories, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> Wait a minute though. Not, since you're looking at, since you're doing something else, let me ask you this. Yeah. What is the Golden Tate uh, donut shop story? wasn't Wasn't it him when he broke into the to a donut
3: shop overnight? Right. I don't remember that. I right never now. heard Did that I, one. I'm I, not saying you're not you're not right. Why would you, me, Why
4: would you break into a donut shop? There's no cash, and their donuts are not made. <laughs> right. Like that's the dumbest thing <laughs> in the world. They're old donuts. If you found it. Right. Right? Okay. <laughs> I'm not
3: crazy. I'm not crazy. This was in 2010. <laughs> the, the headline is. Golden Tate, quote, very embarrassed by Donut Run gone wrong. <laughs> <laughs> All
6: right, line numbers on this game right now. If you want to hop in, Belgium plus 120, Canada plus 225, the draw at plus 240. Okay, so. And then at DraftKings, you have multiple oh, totals you can yeah. choose Kelly, Kelly,
3: Kelly, I'm, I'm, okay, so this is. This kind of proves something that's a little bit different than what we're used to in game algorithm Sure. Because that is. Canada was plus 500, basically, across the board Mm -hmm. on a three-way money line. Right. We are 17 minutes into the game. It is still nil-nil, and Canada's odds have been sliced in half. I think well, maybe not correctly so, but that
4: is a big move this early in the match with no goals. It really is. And I'll tell you what, De Bruyne just missed a great opportunity. I didn't see who he had down the right flank. They had basically what amounted to a three-on-two. If he makes a clear pass, Belgium would have had a chance to take the lead. Yep. Um, Might be a bit of an overreaction. You see it so many times where a team is dominating the run of play for the first quarter hour, and then next thing you know, the script gets flipped. We saw it earlier this morning with uh, Germany and Japan. Uh, Japan really struggled in the first half. The Germans with a 1-0 lead. And then next thing you know, Germany – I'm sorry, Japan gets two goals uh, in the second half. And they end up winning the game 2-1. Let's uh go to some college hoops real quick. Yeah. We got a few games that are starting
3: uh at half past the hour. We'll start in Maui. What is this? This is the fifth place game. Uh yes, yeah, it is. The fifth place game. Teams looking to go two and one in Maui. Texas Tech obliterated Louisville. By the way, Louisville did go under that team total 39 and a half. Yeah, I, was I, was, I was wrong yesterday.
4: I was wrong on my 35, but it was under the 39 yeah. and a half. It was 38 points. 38
3: yesterday. Ohio State. Very impressive
4: yesterday. Really thumped in-state rival Cincinnati
3: uh, in, in that one in Maui. I, we were talking about this off the air. Ohio State actually opened a favorite here. Yeah. Texas Tech has flipped to being a one and a half point favorite. I'm um, all. I didn't get. I didn't get the right number here, but I did lay a short money line price with the Red Raiders in this game.
4: Yeah, I thought that the wrong team was favored. I thought uh, Texas Tech should have been the favorite here. Uh, this is going to be a good match. Want to see two guys in particular how they play in this one. One is going to be Zed Key for Ohio State, and then O'Banner for. Uh, for Texas tech in Mm -hmm. terms of what he's able to do. Uh, It could really make a difference in terms of how this team performs today. So this should be a pretty good matchup. Um, You know, Jeff, the the one thing you mentioned that rivalry that that's one where Cincinnati wanted to kind of rekindle it Mm -hmm. and Ohio state beat them in a tournament game. And then um, this was an important game. Trust me, that game had a lot of meaning. It wasn't just a regular game in Maui. And so the Buckeyes came out and took care of business in that one. Very impressive. Again, the tournament, look, that tournament always delivers. Yeah,
3: there have been some spectacular games down there in Ma- in Maui, and then there have been the games that involve Louisville. Sorry, Cardinal fans. Uh, the only uh, the other game that's starting uh, in a few moments here that I want to I want to hit real quick because uh, I want your thoughts on all, and that's in the Battle of Atlantis. Dayton, who was ranked at the beginning of this year, falls out of the rankings after UNLV beat him here in town a few days ago, taking on the Badgers.
4: Deaton's favored by three in this game. I was a little bit surprised to see that two and a half behind us. Anthony Grant's got a really good team. Uh, they, they were young last year. This team has got some size. They've got some length to them. They're going to really present some problems. Not sold on this Wisconsin team, not particularly high on them so far. And I'll tell you what, if you haven't seen Deron Holmes play, he's a good player, pay attention to him. they got some balance there. With Elvis as well. This is going to be an interesting matchup. Um, Low, low total here of 120. But I I like the Flyers minus the two and a half. Uh, I I might wait for an in-game opportunity. Let Wisconsin maybe take a three or four point lead. Maybe you get Dayton at minus one, one and a half, or plus a point. um, Because this game feels like it's going to be really tight. Let's go to the Maui final, which is the second game of the day
3: there. uh, Down in Maui. Arizona. Arizona. Very impressive last night against San Diego State, winning by double digits. Your under got there pretty easily with uh, the Aztecs and and the Wildcats. Creighton, in an epic game against Arkansas, held on, got the victory. Arizona now up to three with a total of 164 here, Amal. What are are you doing with this one?
4: Uh, Excuse me, I I like the Wildcats. You mentioned it yesterday. I thought Creighton played a tighter, tougher game. It seemed like it was a bit more taxing. Arizona gives up an 18-6 lead, uh, run before the half. Aztecs cut it from 16-4. to four. But then Arizona in the second half pulls away by uh, 17 points and w- wins that game. Um, to me, when you look at them, Balo inside and Tabellis are so big. They create so many problems. And I got to tell you what might turn out to be the transfer of the year, Jeff, Courtney Ramey, to Arizona. Yep. Tremendous shooting the ball from the perimeter last night. 80% so far on the year from beyond the arc for Ramey. He can really shoot the ball. Kirk Carissa looks like he's taking a sedative, which is good for Arizona, instead of him trying to be Mr. Tough Guy after making one bucket a game. And I think this team's going to be dangerous. I like the size that they have. They're going to present real problems. I think it's going to be a challenge. Should be a good game. And McDermott's got a really good team. I think they should win the Big East. But I like the Wildcats here today.
3: Again, I didn't know what to fully expect out of Arizona going into the year. Losing Matherin to the NBA. Losing, you mentioned yesterday, Dallin Dal- Terry to the NBA. Two guys, Matherin, who might if it wasn't for Bancaro's big early run, might be the rookie of the year in the the NBA. Arizona does not look like they're missing a beat, even without an elite talent like Matherin. Uh, I'm staying out of this game. Wouldn't shock me if Creighton wins, but I do have some concerns with how that game went yesterday against Arkansas, even with Arkansas
4: down down a few guys. I would agree with you. I think this is just the fact that they're playing their third game here in three days for both teams, but it felt like Arizona's had a little bit more of a comfort level running through. Uh, that second game compared to Creighton's matchup. But both teams should be able to make deep tournament runs. And the one thing you mentioned about Matherin, that's the one negative I see with Arizona right near. Don't have that individual talent that can necessarily take over. But I think as a collective, this Wildcats team is going to be really dangerous. Let's look at one Thanksgiving NFL game real quick. The
3: one that will be on during this show mm-hmm. tomorrow. The Bills, nine and a half point favorites against Detroit. Total is fifty-four and a half. Buffalo playing their second consecutive game at Ford Field thanks to the snow last week, uh, beating Cleveland by eight. Lions, three wins in a row them all. That's good for the longest current winning streak in the NFC.
4: (laughs) Wow. Well, you look at the NFC, it looks like any one of several teams you feel like could get through there. Philadelphia, San Francisco, Dallas, potentially Minnesota as well. So I think it's pretty wide open. Uh, This is going to be an interesting game. Lions generally play tough on Thanksgiving, except when they played the Texans a couple of years ago. But for the most part, uh, they generally are competitive. I didn't play this game. High number. Now, the Bills do have a little bit of an advantage played here last week. And, and I mean, in terms of as a visiting team. Obviously, Detroit, that's their home field. But it's a lot easier. You don't have the midweek travel. Uh, this should make an easier transition for Buffalo.
3: Nine and a half. Again, this is the early game tomorrow. 12.30 Eastern, the first of three. We'll get through all the, all the this game a little bit further in the shell. Also, two games tomorrow, including another big favorite, with Dallas almost 10 against the Giants. Boy, public opinion uh, really flipped on the New York Giants uh, from uh, hey, they probably are smoking mirrors too. They're definitely smoking mirrors. We'll get to them a little bit later, but Steve Mackin, our v editor, he's going to join us next with the latest in trends in betting football.
4: Sins Big bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network.
3: Warning: This product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Welcome back in. This is VSEN Big Bets, and this segment is brought to you by Zin Nicotine Pouches. The surprisingly simple way to enjoy nicotine. Most nicotine pouches are either too complicated to use or don't provide the satisfaction you're looking for. But Zinn nicotine pouches may surprise you. Zinn is made with six simple ingredients and is completely tobacco leaf free. Plus, it offers up to one hour of nicotine satisfaction per pouch. Buy Zinn online or find it in a store near you at zinn.com. That's Z Y N dot com today. Every time I look up in the soccer match, it feels like Canada has a
4: great goal-scoring opportunity. They just can't take advantage of them all. Yeah, absolutely right. A, a direct shot on net, uh, saved by Courtois. Pretty easy save, but it the ball was hit with some pace and power. Uh, but, you know, this is one where you just see. I, I tell you, I, I'm not really pulling for anyone in particular in this tournament, but it, as a, a fan of the USMNT, it would offend me if the Canadians and the Mexican teams went further than we did. And so there's a part of me that doesn't want them to win. Uh, But this would be nice. I mean, you get a little, uh, maybe a little program going in Canada where it's more effective long-term because they've got some good young talent, Um, but we'll see to be able to play with Belgium and dominate the way they have the first 30 minutes is really impressive for this team. Well, uh, remember uh, in CONCACAF qualifying,
3: they did the octagon this year instead of the hex like they usually do. And,
4: Canada was top of the table at
3: what? the end at the end of the qualifying.
4: Okay, Jeff, I'm going to tell you something that I say to all my friends whenever they get excited about the U.S. performance in CONCACAF. Let me tell you something. Just because you dominate Division 3 doesn't mean you're an NFL player.
3: <laughs> well, remember the fourth team to qualify from CONCACAF was Costa Rica, and they're still giving up goals to, to Spain after the game ended.
4: Uh, Your Honor Bidlin, the defense
3: rest. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Steve McEnany joins us right now, of course, recent editor. Uh, Steve uh, thanks for uh, joining us today as always first off happy Thanksgiving uh of course uh with with the holiday tomorrow uh let's uh let's dive into to uh the NFL piece you wrote today uh this week I should say coaches post the Thanksgiving holiday uh one of those coaches who's very successful actually coaches in tomorrows game with uh, Buffalo at Detroit Steve yeah so th- this is a piece
5: I'd like to do um, every once in a while, just give, give readers a good idea of which coaching or coaching staffs do a good job in the late season of, uh, NFL seasons, because uh, obviously this is where the, the rubber meets the road, if you will, teams, uh, making their pushes for the postseason, other teams, I guess, sort of playing out the strings. So you like to see coaching staffs that have success here. You like to get behind those teams and now uh, one of the guys who's been most successful has been Sean McDermott of, of Buffalo, 20 and 10 spread record, uh, 20 and 10 outright record uh, in his coaching career in games, Thanksgiving and later in the regular season.
4: You know, a name that popped up on this list that surprised me a little bit was Josh McDaniels uh, in terms of what he's been able to do. It doesn't have much of a track record, Arthur Smith on there as well, but two names that really don't come as a surprise, John Harbaugh and Andy Reid. Um, Talk to me a little bit about Andy Reid and them. They've had, if I recall correctly, just dominant November and December performances under him.
5: Yeah, it's been pretty well documented about the success Patrick Mahomes has had uh, late in the season. And uh, I think he even talked about it uh, this past Sunday night game. Uh, But, yeah, Andy Reid, uh, both those guys you mentioned, very good down the stretch. Andy Reid, about a 58% spread winner uh, in Thanksgiving Day and later games. Uh, Who was the other person you mentioned?
4: Uh, just, uh, uh, I'm sorry, I was saying Andy Reid and John Harbaugh.
5: Okay, I thought you were going to mention something, because I know the, the people in the media are very hard on Mike McCarthy. Uh, and he, he comes up pretty high on these lists here. He's, he's 50 and 34 against the spread in these types of games, 60%. So uh, don't discount Dallas's chances to uh, make a run at that top seed in the NFC.
4: Steve, in 2008 or 2009, Mike McCarthy played for about a 50-yard field goal with about two minutes remaining. <laughs> couple of timeouts in his pocket, down by one or two at Minnesota. Vikings had no timeouts. They end up losing the game. I can tell you right now, this guy could win nine straight Super Bowls, and that's unforgivable in my book. <laughs>
5: <laughs> it, uh, he's, he's a polarizing figure in, in media circles. They, they just do not like him nowadays. Uh, no matter what success he had, he has made questionable decisions.
3: Steve, I actually uh, I, uh... Speaking of McCarthy, and it's a perfect segue because Matt LaFleur and the Green Bay coaching staff comes up high on, on this as well. How much of this is the coaching staffs and how much of, especially with these Green Bay coaches, uh, past and present, have to do with that the fact that Aaron Rodgers has been the elite of the elite for over a decade?
5: Well, obviously it's a major factor. I mean, if you go... Back further, you got Bill Belichick down the list a little bit. It's still a 57% cover. Obviously, he was riding Brady's coattails for a lot of that. So it's kind of a recipe. You want to have good coach. You want to have good defense. You want to have a good quarterback play. And that gets it done in the NFL.
4: Yeah, just to kind of reiterate that point I was making earlier, Steve, I, I don't want to sound like a guy who holds on to things, but it was only 14 years ago, November ninth, 2008. <laughs> eight. Twenty-eight, twenty-seven was the game to be very specific in that one. Uh, well, anyway, I digress. Uh, as you can tell, I get over the losses very quickly. Um, <laughs>
5: I have some more recent complaints regarding like the Seattle NFC championship game. I could go probably on and on further than you.
4: I I would listen. I don't disagree. You're a Packer fan. You got to understand. I'm a fan of all 32 teams and then I'm anti all 32 teams depending on the day of the week and who's playing. You know, so for me, (laughs) it's a very fluid situation And, and I'm sure there are people in Dallas still mad about the Dak Prescott run against the 49ers last year. Uh, but, you know, it's it's one of those things that sometimes you just got to let it go, and eventually I'll be able to do that. Now, a couple of coaches that you could potentially bet against here, Lubby Smith, and I know that this is a team that you can always bet against in terms of the Houston Texans, and then Doug Peterson. But the name that surprised me a little bit was Pete Carroll. I've always been a big Pete Carroll guy going back to his USC days. Um, he's done a tremendous job. But those are some names that have shown up towards the bottom of the list, and it surprised me a little bit.
5: Yeah, a little bit surprised to see the Pete Carroll thing myself. Uh Typically, this is a team that uh, you know it was the Seattle team anyway when he's coaching. I mean, they're a good, uh, good type of December team. You know, they're heading towards the playoffs most often. But if you look closely at his record, he's actually under 500 on the road, 49% against the spread. So uh, that draws a little bit of a way. Now, you go back to, to Lovey Smith. On the trends section of the article I wrote, there's just an awful trend on Lovey Smith that I, I don't think betters can ignore going down the stretch here. His teams, as road underdogs in Thanksgiving Day and later games, are on a two and twenty-one straight up and six fifteen and two spread slide. So, uh, two you talk two out of twenty-three games they're able to win outright. I mean that's just bad. And uh, the way the Texans are looking now, I don't see a whole lot of improvement coming to that angle for this season.
4: I would agree with you. And you know, for me, you go back to a game between Illinois and Michigan State when he was coaching uh, just a few years ago when he when he was there. Uh, They score a touchdown, Jeff, with about three seconds remaining to go up by two, and he kicks the extra point. And I'm like, what are you doing, dude? Take a knee. They're not going to get a field goal. There's three seconds remaining in this game. And these are the things I can never let go with some of these coaches. So I'm not surprised to see Lovey Smith on this list. Steve, I wanted to ask you, though, you come up with some tremendous information we've talked about throughout the course of the season. How do you kind of come up with some of these things? Because... When you start to comb through the numbers, there's a million different things. Like, you know, a coach who comes in and is coached on a day ending in D-A-Y, but not before Monday, but not after Wednesday. I mean, it's pretty impressive some of the numbers you come up with.
5: Yeah, most of them are my own concepts. Now, I I like to think that I come up with things that are foundationally strong or they foundationally make sense in in the fact that why would a better bet this? Now, if you think of different sections of the season and you you hear analysts talk about this all the time maybe the first four games are for for feeling yourself out how you how this team's going to play how they're going to win games the middle games you start to maybe build up some momentum or or uh whatever and then the late part of the seasons you're obviously pushing for the playoffs so this specific article is dealing with that particular section now which what types of teams are best pushing for towards the playoffs. I think we just talked about it. Teams with strong coaching staffs, good quarterback play, good defenses. Now they're going to take that into the postseason If, if those things are going well for them. And uh, this particular article, what I did today was to kind of show which teams and which particular coaches have done well in those cert- certain situations.
3: Steve, uh, we got about a minute here real quick. He wrote a, a final week of the season, college football, uh, a uh, betting uh, tidbit uh, article as well. Pick one of the four tips that you want to uh, to talk about real quick here in the last minute we have with it.
5: Okay. Well, we can go to a quick one here. Last regular season finale games, totals looking at totals uh, of less than 40. They have gone under 12, one and one in the last 14 games. Basically, oddsmakers are telling you this is going to be a low-scoring game. These are two either very good defensive teams or two inept offensive teams going at it. And as a result, you shouldn't buck the system. 12-1-1, no reason to play against it this week. We've got four games, potentially five, that have totals less than 40.
3: He's Steve Mackinan. Of course, you find his great work across VEASAN content, our editor here at VEASAN. Steve, pleasure as always. Thanks for being with us
5: here today. Thank you, guys. Enjoy your holiday. Thank you. You too. You as well, Steve.
3: Another near penalty for Canada. Again, kind of amazing. Canada really outplayed the Red Devils of Belgium through the first 40 minutes of this match, but still no score in Qatar. Keep you updated there. Keep you updated in Maui, but we have more NFL and college football to talk about on the other side on Decent Big Benz.
7: Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: V Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on V the sports betting network.
3: Happy Thanksgiving from Bed Rivers Online Sportsbook. Feast on all the action with Bed Rivers this holiday season. Football, basketball, hockey, the World Cup, and plenty more to be thankful for with Bet Rivers. Check out our Thanksgiving Day promotions, including a football bet plus get, first touchdown insurance, and single-game parlay bet plus get. Head to BedRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app today. It's a whole new game with Bet Rivers. Sure seems like this is going to turn into a match of missed opportunity for our neighbors to the north, as Belgium,
4: on the board first, with a 44th-minute goal, uh, who scored the goal for Belgium, uh, Amal? It was a gentleman whose name I'm probably going to mispronounce as he plays in the Turkish league, uh, Micah, or uh, Maichi uh, Batshuya for Belgium. I'm yeah, not I'm familiar. i sure you got that right. Well, I know I didn't, but it's okay. <laughs> but, I mean, he pl- listen, he plays in Turkey. Come on. It's shocking to see, to, for me to see a team in Europe to have a player playing in a Turkish-level league. Is he in the uh, play for Galatasaray. No, he does not. Oh, God. <laughs> if he was at Galatasaray, I would have had a chance potentially there to know who he is. Uh, but uh, no, Galatasaray, Fenerbahce, are the two that I would that I know from from Turkey. Very good, Fenerbahce. Yeah, see,
3: see, see. Kelly, Kelly, I'm impressed right now.
4: Kelly's very, very impressed with that call.
3: But now you guys are telling me
6: he's not even from one of the two biggest teams in no, Turkey.
4: Too, those are the two biggest.
6: But yes. he's not from either one,
4: or we don't know. What's that? No, he's he's from Fener- he's from Fenerbahce. Oh, okay, oh, okay, okay. There you go. One to one nil, and uh,
3: five minutes of stoppage time somehow in the first half. Uh, Belgium is minus three forty well, on the, the three way money line right all now.
4: All the VAR reviews. Yeah, well, even if they
3: even uh, even with that five still feels like a lot. But regardless, uh, let's go back to uh, the NFL here. Let's go to tomorrow, Cowboys and the G Men. Giants coming off a, a terrible loss at home. Really never in the game against Detroit last week in a 31-18 defeat. Dallas, of course, just pummeling, pummeling the, uh, the Minnesota Vikings 40-3. i I'm all we're up to double digits. It's 10 now with, with the Cowboys with a total of 45. Uh, of course, these teams met in week three. Cooper Rush started the game. Dallas won uh, 23-16 a game. That uh, did not feature a touchdown until under five minutes to go in the first half, or excuse me, in the third quarter. I should. Say.
6: Quick injury news update on this game, and yes. I, this is why this has moved to ten, I believe. You have four offensive linemen from the Giants that that did not even travel for the game, including two starters Ooh. on the offensive lines of yeah, exactly. the New York
4: Giants. Wrong team to have those problems against. Do you have the? Do you happen to have the two starters there? Yeah, I'll pull them up. I mean, that is a huge blow against that defense. That pass rush, forget it. What's the total here? 45, 45, 45 and a half. I, don't know, I mean, I don't know if it's a problem laying 10 here, is it? I don't know that it is either. Kinda, I think it's Neil Evan and uh, da- uh, Daniel Bellinger. A- a- Evan Neal's one of them, but he's, he's been out, right? Uh, the, and I think I'm there's... I'm sorry not I, Bellinger, uh, John Feliciano. I, believe, yeah, I think the center and
6: one, of the, and one of the guards is out.
4: Yeah. The um, Wow. One not of, what one you one want one. going against that pass rush. No,
6: not at all. I I don't think I I might end up laying, laying 10. The other one, I don't do a lot of this, but the other one, I think you could play this. The other way you could play this would be giants team total under, I I mean, we're talking with 17 and a half. I don't even know what the number is. I haven't looked at it yet, but I mean, we, we talk about this offense and it's so much Saquon and you're missing those pieces on the offensive line, this defense with this kind of pass rush, man, I don't, I don't see a Giants scoring a whole lot of points in this
4: game. I would I would agree with you there, and um, you know I love Saquon watching watching Saquon play. But the one issue I have with him is he dances too much on play sometimes, Jeff. And mm-hmm. you you sometimes you just got to concede in the NFL. Okay, it's going to be a loss of one or two. You can't try to turn every play into a home run. Kind of how Barkley's
3: always played, uh, Kelly. What's a, the team total under in the Giants? Feels pretty good here. I. They're not getting more than ten in this game with the way that this all uh, all is lined up now. So I would look to that if, if we're gonna we're gonna bet this tomorrow. uh team total under with Big Blue uh, again. The, the Giants look. Uh, Kelly, you and Gil were talking about it this morning on a numbers game. The Giants' schedule is just um, is brutal yeah. the rest of the way because they finish up with Dallas here. Yeah. Probably gonna lose as a ten point underdog. They have the two games against Washington, two and three weeks. They still have two at Philadelphia. They get Indy at home week 17. All right, they probably should win that game. Right. Who knows what the Colts look right. like at that point. And add Minnesota on Christmas Eve. This could very easily go from team at 7-2 and two to, uh-oh, this could be out of the postseason
4: altogether with the, with the Giants. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I mean, this is a team that got off to a very fast start. Now, all of a sudden, it looks like an uphill battle. And remember, the Commanders are coming on as well. they got to play four division games in the next four game uh, four weeks. Yep, Real challenge. Uh, two of them on the road, two of them at home. So, we'll see what happens. Really a missed opportunity against Detroit if you're the New York Giants.
3: I, look, I, as crazy as it seems like for a team that's 7-3 and, and it's overachieved already, all. You had Cooper Rush at home. Couldn't beat him. Yep. And then that, whatever that was on Sunday, where Detroit just demolished them. That was yeah. never, not really even competitive in that loss at home. The Lions, again, three in a row, the longest winning streak currently in the NFC. Late night, a mall. I i don't know, really know what to do with this game on, on Sunday night, or excuse me, on Thursday night with the Sunday night crew. Minnesota hosting New England. The Patriots, the last three games have faced Zach Wilson Sam Ellinger Zach Wilson okay that is uh not not particularly good quarterback play no it isn't <laughs> I just have to put it politely Minnesota's coming off getting annihilated at home by by Dallas it's down to two and a half totals 42 and a half I'm not betting this game but the thing I'm most intrigued with is on a New England side how much of this defense these last three games where they been genuinely excellent how much of it is them and how much of it is that he legitimately played a guy who got benched this week for Mike White and a guy who look Sam Ellinger was awesome at Texas Sam Ellinger's not an NFL quarterback by any stretch
4: I I would agree with you there and and Jeff you brought up a great point let's just go through the Patriots wins real quick 17-14 against the Steelers that was was Trubisky Trubisky. okay Yeah. fine you're not going to beat him um Jared Goff's probably the best of the quarterbacks that they've beaten so far this year. Him and Brissett are clearly the top two. No <laughs> question. Brown's after that. Then you lose. Uh, then you beat the Jets. Zach Wilson, we know, can't play. Last two two out of three games. And then Sam Ellinger. You look at their four losses. Uh, Dolphins with Tua. Ravens with Lamar. Uh, Green Bay with uh, Rodgers. And then the Bears with Justin Fields. So to me, this team has a real problem. I like the Vikings to bounce back here. Short week, I think they get it done. I just, again, uh, Minnesota, I
3: thought, was smoke and mirrors to begin with. But usually when you get your behind handed to you like they did last week, yeah. NFL teams are usually very good at coming back and, and covering and
4: winning the next week. I would agree with you, especially if you get embarrassed. And uh, But it's not just that. Can you really believe in Mac Jones? I don't know. No, look, no look, look, last week, again, am all. the
3: only way the New England Patriots possibly could have covered that game is by that fluky play that happened at the end legitimately the only punt return in the NFL that has yeah. happened yeah. Yeah. this yeah. year for a touchdown.
6: Look, I don't love the side this week. I was all over the Vikings last week. Obviously I made a big deal out of it, made a big ass myself on the air. <laughs> so it's okay. so, all good. We'll move on, you know, but uh, I am on the Minnesota side again this week, but it is a lot of what you just said, a mall. And then it's look, I've been here all week In in all week, how great this new England defense is. And it is, it's, it is truly one of the top, they're, they're the top defenses good. in the NFL. But on the offensive side, what do I have to worry about? And there's nothing that that it, team can do offensively. That I, I mean, look, this game is going to be won or lost on whether the Minnesota offense beats beats out the New England defense or vice versa.
4: I, I hear what you're saying, but Jeff, do you agree with him that New England's got one of the top defenses in the I NFL? Think, I think I'll say this. Matthew Judon continually is the most underrated
3: player in football. Continually. Yeah. And he has been great the last three games. Now, I again, I don't know. Their numbers are very skewed now because they have they've and this has always been the case with Belichick. He makes bad quarterbacks look bad and all the bad quarterbacks they have played this year have looked bad against
4: him this year. So, again, what do you think it really comes down to? Do you get good Kirk or do you get bad Kirk in this game? That's a fair point. But the guys that we've talked about twice Zach Wilson, not a starter. Yeah. uh, who's the other kid, Ellinger, Ellinger not, not an NFL player. Trubisky's exactly right. Yeah, uh, Trubisky's yeah. a backup. Joe Kobe Brissett's a backup. The only guy you have there is the first overall pick There's and Jared Goff, Goff.
3: Who's not any good either. Now, look,
4: it's, 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 you're right.
3: That is,
6: I, the, I guess I missed exactly when you guys were going over that list. This is by far the best quarterback they've played
3: then. Well,
4: Kelly, uh, the, you're well, the producer look, of the show. What the hell are you doing? No, the, the best
3: quarterback they've played <laughs> so tips. far this year is Lamar Jackson. So, But no, look, uh, it's been, uh, it, again, We'll learn a lot of what New England really is. I don't think they're that good. We got to get a pro tip in Go here, ahead. though. We often discuss live betting in basketball and football, but plenty of opportunities to capitalize in-game betting in the World Cup, I, uh, like what we just saw in the Canada-Belgium game. A big adjustment early to the Canadian side, and I guess what Belgium still leads at halftime. Again, all of our pro tips available beastin.com for our pro subscribers only. We're going to college football next. Hey, I think A Ball will have some thoughts on Michigan-Ohio State. That's next.